Hey, welcome back to Four for the Road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock. We got Drifter and Andar here with us today. And uh, we got a whole lot of fucking nothing for you today. Um, we just felt like we got to, you know, we've been missing our guys. We've been missing our fucking fans for, you know, all, all both of you uh, for a couple of weeks now. So we felt uh, that we had to get something together for you guys just so you can hear our beautiful singing voices. So. But, you know... Have no fear, though, even if this episode does suck with the three of us, which it won't, obviously, because we have Drifter. Yes. Uh, we, do, we do have some good shit coming up. We got some some more guests that we're going to bring on. Um, once Tragic's schedule clears up a little bit, as you guys know, as, as he's posted, Tragic is kind of like our, at least it's sucker free. He is our frontline hero kind of fighting the coronavirus. Um when he's got some time, we've got some cool um, four for the road stuff that we're going to talk about. So we do have some good stuff coming up, but but like Punk Rock said, we just wanted to get something out there. Yeah, I mean, and it's I mean, it's it's not necessarily nothing, you know. I mean, uh, this is actually our third take because you know I fucked up the first one, and then we brought we brought Drifter in five minutes into the second one. And it was just trying to, we were just trying to catch him up politely, like keeping the show going. And, it, and we just fucked it. So we said, fuck it, we'll start over again. But hey, so I want to uh, start this I want to start this off with a question for Drifter, since you are the sensei. Um, and by that, I mean the oldest motherfucker here. And I love you. Um, have you yeah, I feel love. Have you ever <laughs> seen anything like this in your lifetime? I mean, you've been around a few blocks. The, have you ever seen anything like the bubonic plague. No, but right now I feel like I have the Ebola. Ooh. No, I haven't, man. This is all new ground. But really, we as a country, as a, as a world, have not seen this since the Spanish flu epidemic in 1918, you know? Yeah. And I know you're kind of, you know, um, maybe not as directly as tragic, but you're kind of involved with, you know, some of the logistics and travel nightmares and things like that for a lot of fucking people during this thing. I mean, that's got to be just making giving you nightmares and making your hair fall out trying to do all that so yeah so i have uh, international students from various militaries all over the world coming and going and then i travel overseas quite a bit and all that shut down so i got guys stuck in the middle of nowhere trying to get back home to europe and they can't move uh, all my shit's been canceled and you know i gotta manage all these fuckers it's and then on top of that uh, today uh one of them thought they thought he had it, but he was just exposed, but didn't catch it. But I have another guy from Latvia who, you know, came down with it. And he's in a hospital right now. Hey, um, I don't want to make light of the situation at all, but sometimes levity is our is the best thing we do. Um, how many different languages can you say don't fucking cough on me in now? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all in the stare, man. You just give him that stare. <laughs> But yeah, and something that that I know tragic uh, for our listeners. I don't want to spoil it, like to read it. But tragic's got a good post that's going to be coming out soon about kind of this. What do you do? What is your social responsibility or your brotherhood responsibility as a club um, during this shit? Do you operate business as normal? Do you take precautions? Do you take extreme measures? Like you know, what are clubs supposed to do? What are you guys doing, Drifter? Well, we figure this Corona fucker can't catch us on the bike. So we're riding a lot. You know, that, that's what we do, man. <laughs> and does that affect any of your meetups, your meetings? Um, you know, you don't have to go into details about church and stuff like that. But is it affecting any of like your church get togethers? 
Well, it it was. Uh, we kind of just said fuck it for one of them. I don't know about the next one because that's going to be right in the middle whenever this shit's supposed to be really hitting hard. How it's really affected us the most is when we get out and ride, you know, we pick a spot, you know, however many miles away, and we all ride there. And we spend, you know, an hour there and then go somewhere else. Well, the problem is the only place we can go now is a fucking gas station. That's the only thing's open out there. You know what? I had some some six foot apart beers the other night in a in a gas station parking lot, and I loved it, man. For just a, a Monday night putt around, <laughs> like, I felt like I was seventeen again. It's high school all over again, man. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't want to make get some of my guys together for some social distancing beers <laughs> at my house too, man. I don't want to make light of this stuff, but you know, I think you know, I would never tell another club what to do, but I really think there's stuff to to think about. Some of us. You have older members and, and that could be susceptible to this. Do you, you know, limit your gatherings? Do you, you know, stand apart from each other? Do you not hug for a while? Like, it's definitely some crazy shit to, to consider. Yeah, and then you got the families also. I mean, we've had people, you know, old ladies come in SFMC inbox already, you know, asking about what do I do? Uh, and yeah. I think, you know, tragic, tragic as a healthcare professional expert whatever is, is really going to come out with some good shit but i just thought it was something to get y'all's uh y'all's take on too and, and i don't want to throw um uh punk rocks business out there but he's got a young family too two young kids that you know, i'm sure that's something you consider absolutely um yeah we just don't know who the mama is yet yeah <laughs> i didn't know that's how that worked uh, i know i'm raising two kids i'm not sure if they're mine but fuck it uh, um, you know what? Uh, you do know that your wife is the is the one we like most, right? She's the most enjoyable part of you. I am very well aware of that, seeing as how you're in her fucking inbox every day, telling her to get me to do something stupid and film it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, shut the fuck up and stick, stick to the question. <laughs> Uh, but no, that's that's actually something that I take into very heavy consideration when I'm doing my moves, man. Um, I. I'm trying to take this seriously, regardless if, you know, my personal feelings are that the virus is serious or not, or if it's, you know, the symptoms are like really horrible or not, just because it's affecting everybody else around me, um, just because, you know, like somebody's getting sick and everybody else freaks out, then that's when like shit starts getting locked down. Like, like Drifter was saying, you know, up in his neck of the woods, shit's locked the fuck down. You know, you can't, you can't be around each other, and it's getting to that point here in Jacksonville. Um, you got sorry. mail. I might be yelling at my Alexa here in a minute, but um, it's listening. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it came at really a shitty time too, because you know, as as you two know, I was having kind of a rough time uh, moving here. Um, you know, I just left my club. I just transferred. I had never lived on the East Coast. Um, like it was just, there's a lot of shit getting ripped out of my life at one time. And then, uh, we actually had a reader, uh, reach out on, on sucker free and was talking about this bike night in Duval. I was like, well, shit, man, I live in Duval. I'll go fucking check this bike night out and go meet some new people and shit like that. And as I'm getting ready to fucking go out is when all this shit starts happening. Um, so that kind of sucks, but it's for the betterment of everybody else, man. You know, regardless of what your personal feelings are, if you just stay the fuck inside, the shit's going to go away eventually, sooner rather than later, and then we're all going to get back to fucking riding and doing <laughs> them. You know, and I'll I think, be fucking better. 
and I think too, you brought up you brought up two things that I think we can segue into. And I'll let I'll let drifters since you're our elder statesman um, pick which one. But I think punk rock brings up uh, two things I wanted to cover is is number one, um, punk rock. You know, I wrote a I wrote an article that was kind of about him and his desire to like you know through no fault of his own and shit like that. Um, it's none of the reader's business, but you know, the club that he was with ended up not being his, his forever home. And now he's kind of a free agent and he's looking, and that's something um, that we were going to discuss. And the other part that, that punk rock hit on was, uh, you know, fucking shit up. Like, like the small businesses that are affected by that and things people can do to try and support small businesses. Um, Drifter, which, which Avenue do you want to take? Let, well, let's em- do the uh, both. Embrace both, and we can start <laughs> off with uh, um, the businesses. And so I'll kick that off. You know, the motorcycle uh, dealerships are still open; they're considered essential. At least they are here in this state. And uh, the Indian dealership is owned by a friend of mine. He's a, a retired Navy SEAL, and you know he he put everything he has into this thing, and he's one of the top uh, ten Indian dealers here on the East Coast. He's in Newport News, so it's a Southeast Virginia motorsports the indian dealership and uh you know he's still selling bikes left and right and uh he's building quite the reputation for also being a used harley dealer because everybody his i just pissed off a lot of people they're bringing in their harleys (laughs) trading in for indians (laughs) here we go and uh so go check them out if you're anywhere near newport news you know and i think um, before we started recording uh punk rock something i wanted him to expand on too was talking about you know the need to to support local businesses uh you know restaurants bars whatever that are still doing takeout um your friends that own small businesses that have been hurt by this you know ordering shit from them punk rock what, what do you got for us so actually so um actually i got to thank you for this man I, I feel like i've developed a pretty good friendship with uh with our friend Dennis at Murder Town, and that's actually because uh, you introduced us, man, uh, for that interview. Um, but he was explaining to me, uh, let's see, what was that? Yesterday, he shot me a picture. He said, keep a secret. So, sorry, guys, I can't share it with you. But uh, he does have a pretty fucking rad shirt getting ready to drop. Uh, it's going to drop. Uh, he's doing a sale. Uh, it's a pre-order sale. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want me to list the price, but just know it's, it's fucking discounted. Um, it's a pre-order sale Thursday to Sunday, um, and I will have this up tonight, so so that way people can can get the message. Um, but yeah, Murder Town USA, man, go check it out. Um, he's got that going, and I also want to give uh, excuse me, I want to give one of my my homies a, a little shout out in San Diego. Um, self-made performance. He's still open. He's still wrenching, um, and he's a small business. He's a club guy. Um, and he does honest work. He's he's very much a no bullshit, just straight to the point, fair, honest dude. Um, so if you're out in San Diego, if you're out in San Diego, look up Self Made Performance. It's in, it's in Oceanside, and uh, you know what? He's gonna make your scoot fast, and he's gonna make it look good too. So fucking hit up Christian at Self Made Performance. And then uh, something that 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 I've done, and my, my brothers and I have done, is we've meet we'll meet up. Um, a restaurant that we used to go to all the time when it was open and yeah, we'll pick one a week. We'll say, okay, we're going to go visit so-and-so's restaurant and we'll call, we'll order food for takeout or whatever. And then we'll fucking park our bikes and you sit at your bike and eat your dinner and talk and bullshit. And you've kind of got some spacing going on. Um, and you're supporting some shit. Um, I've had my wife go out and, and buy some gift certificates that we can fucking use later for, for some other places and things like that. Like, 
you know, just tr- whatever you can do uh, at this time to support those around you. If you have the means, um, you know, if you don't have the means, obviously there's a lot of people fucking hurting right now. Um, I work in the employment industry. Um, I specialize like in veterans counseling and shit like that. And just in, in my state alone over the last week, we've seen like over a hundred thousand people registering for, for like unemployment benefits or some kind of assistance because they lost their job. So shit's crazy right now. It, it is fucking nuts. My wife uh, is actually affected by that. My, my wife just lost her job uh, because, oh. of, because of all hey, this shit. I'm not trying to make a joke. Uh, I mean, but I am. Uh, can we buy gift certificates from her to have her kick your ass? Is that... I mean, man, bro, I got $50 right now. <laughs> all I'm saying, man, is I put up the offer the other day on Facebook. I'm selling nudes for $5, and if you don't want to get one, it's $25. And nobody's hitting me up on that, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I think the biker community, you guys hit on it, but what we do better than anything is support those around us and the, those that we care about. And, and I hope we continue to do that. Now let's fucking talk about punk rock. Let's talk about them. That's okay. Here we go. And, and dude, you know what? You don't have to share anything you don't want to share. But for those that don't know, like my post was vaguely about you because like I said, it's nobody's fault. It's 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 different shit that's none of anybody's businesses that sometimes just makes club shit happen. Uh, you want to get into the reasons, you know, the military shit on that and, and whatnot, but you're looking for a new home. Um and lots of us have been in one club and moved to another and and and, and looked for that new home and, and you're kinda of going through that right now. Uh I am. And um outside of mentioning the name, uh, I'm pretty cool with that. Uh I'm 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 pretty much an open book too, man. I mean, my my personal profile on Instagram, uh, it's set to private, but there's not a whole lot of people that I don't approve and stuff like that, you know. So, like, just as an example, I'm pretty open. Um, but what led to me leaving my club, um, it was kind of two things. Goddamn uh, military. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was kind of two things. Um, First, uh, what well, it was the military, you know. Uh, I, I was born and raised in San Diego, and I lived in San Diego for another 13 years after I joined the military. And then they finally fucking got me, and they said, like, you're not homestead, motherfucker. And uh, they sent me across the country. Uh, that was one reason. The other one, and it was just kind of coming, um, was just, shit was just kind of falling apart. Um, we had kind of two groups in there. Uh, we had dudes that wanted to pretend to be one percenters uh, without doing one percenter shit. Um, and we had dudes that just weren't committed to the club and they just wanted to wear a patch to look cool while they're riding to work. Wow. Uh, you just shoveled way more dirt than I was ever intended. I was <laughs> like, hey, man, sometimes when you're in a smaller kind of local club and you move across country for the military to keep really maintaining your membership, you're like, you're like these yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> You know, Jax Teller has a green light out on your ass right now for all that. That's fine. That's fine. Jesus. But no, you know, I mean, it just is what it is. I'm not going to mention names or anything like that. You don't have to. (laughs) Apparently, they're all on your Instagram. Uh, Actually, none of them are on my Instagram anymore. Yeah. Fuck, fuck they're not on my Instagram. But but no, uh, you know there was a there was a couple solid dudes in there. Um, we wanted to take the club uh, in a more righteous direction, uh, just and uh, unfortunately the majority didn't, and they wanted to continue doing the stuff they wanted to do. And you got to come to a point where it's kind of like you said in your post, where you got to find the bullshit and what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. 
And the fact that it kept going down a line that I didn't agree with, that was something that was a deal breaker for me. Um, and I, it was it was very much known that, you know, I was very much against the club going in that direction and whatnot. But, you know, I just. Uh, so, hey, let me ask you. Yeah. What's up? What is it that you are looking for in a club? And I think when I say you, you're standing in for a lot of fuckers out there in listener land right now. True. Well, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea that I, I wanted to ask you a question and then I wanted Jim to kind of give his input and then have you answer so you can ramble a little bit longer. Can we do that real quick? <laughs> He's not so good at rambling. So let's let's try and scope some ca- some context in here. So I'm going to give you something. I want Jim. I want Drifter to piggyback on it, and then you go. So, like when you talk to us offline, when we talk in private and things like that, you no secret have an eagerness to get back to that family, that brotherhood, that that tight knit community because that is the best of what we do. And you've seen that, and you've seen the bullshit. And, and when you and I talk, at least one of the biggest things I say is, you know, find the flaw in a club. Every club has at least one flaw. Some of them, unfortunately, just have a ton of them. But you know, find that flaw and decide for you, is that something you're cool with or is it a deal breaker? Is it understandable? You know, is it something whatever? Does it fit with who you are and what you want in a club and, and make that your your next home or your forever home or or, or whatever? Um you know, and I think Drifter's been along, been around and been in clubs for a while and, and has seen some of the, you know, been around some of the biggest clubs and, and most historic clubs. What do you, when you are talking to somebody about becoming a hang around, what, what advice do you give that, that person? What, for my club in particular or for any club? For, for any club. It, you have a chance to, to put wisdom on those like punk rock thinking about either getting back into the club scene or, you know, looking at maybe hanging out at club parties, club functions for the first time. Like, what do you tell them to look for? Well, when you go in there, the main thing is just be relaxed. This is supposed to last for the rest of your life. You know, it's like a marriage. You're not going to go to the local fucking bar and see some chick and go, oh, let's get married. Oh, some of you do. And you know how that ends. That's but, a horrible military analogy because we all fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. But anyway, so you just take your time. You go in there. You learn everything you can about them. They learn everything they can about you. And and here's the other thing that you need to remember. And, and when I say you, I'm talking to Ken and everybody out there. <clears throat> this idea of family, that's what we all want. That's That's what I have. And you know that's what keeps me coming around but that shit takes time even when you find the righteous club even when you find the righteous dudes to hang out with it still takes a bit of time before you're really close you know there's there's brothers in my club in my chapter that i'm finding out new things about all the time and it just i get closer to them every time you know and then there's some that i've been with for many many years and you know, I just I know exactly what that guy's thinking at any time. Yeah. So it just takes time. So fun fact uh, for me, something you guys can learn about me is uh, I'm a uh, I'm a male stripper in the military. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially the abs. Yeah. I think I haven't noticed. Yeah, the abs. 
I think you're a little bit different because you're not like a new guy that's just learning about MC culture. You've very much been immersed in the yes. best parts of it. Um, and I think maybe that almost fucks you up more than a newbie because you're more eager to get back to that 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 good stuff, even the bad yeah. shit too. But you're like fucking eager to find that home. And I don't want you or anybody to overlook bad shit. And whether you know, it might not be your forever home. Maybe you you find something, and then the next day you want to step up and be a a fucking one percent or, or whatever. I'm just I don't want you to rush into a marriage with a with a fat military spouse. Oh, <laughs> dependopotamus, a triceratops. Well, what are you look? I mean, if, if there's a club out there in your area that wants to recruit punk rock, like what are you looking for from I from mean, a club? There's 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 nobody around here that wants me. I'm just a drunk and bullshit, uh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck um, out. Yeah, this is uh this is kind of masturbatory, and I don't know if I like it, but um. I've I've been approached by a couple of clubs out here. Um, no, no, no! Don't care. I want to know what you're looking for. I don't care who's approached. What are you looking for? Oh, I, would, for I wouldn't get to drop names because I was getting ready to light one the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, what I'm what am I looking for? Uh, first and foremost, I'm looking for a club that puts the M back in MC. Um, MC stands for Motorcycle Club and not my car. You know, and that's that's definitely something that's that's got to be mandatory. It's got to be a righteous club. Um, I really don't give a fuck if it's a big name club like, you know, like the Booze Fighters or the Thirteen Rebels or anything like that. It doesn't have to be a worldwide known club, um, but it definitely has to understand where the American MC roots come from. Uh, I mean, no disrespect to anybody else, but I really don't care about the UK bike scene because I'm not in the UK. I'm in, I'm in America, right? Um, you're gonna piss Drifter off. You're gonna piss Drifter right off. You're oh, fucking yeah. dead to me, Ken. I, I fucking <laughs> I, I see it going up to his hairline right now, uh, which is considerably better than mine. Uh, just so the listeners know, he's got way better hair than I do. My teeth are way better. But anyways, um, hey, back to the <laughs> back to that. Um, you know they they gotta they gotta ride a lot. Um, they gotta, they gotta respect MC tradition and protocol too, man. I feel like I would be a hypocrite if I were to join the like the Iron Order, right? But then I'm writing for Sucker Free and I'm doing this podcast with you guys, um, you know, about following protocol and tradition and heritage and understanding and respecting that. Mm. Uh, Yet you don't know that the first motorcycle club came out of England, hmm, motherfucker. And just know if you pick the wrong club, we'll have an intervention. Don't worry. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're you're wanting me to pick a club that matches the same colors as my hat. <laughs> it couldn't hurt. It, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. A little little rip rap, you know. I don't give a it, fuck it, who you pick. Color combo any, so. I don't give a fuck who you pick as long as and again I think Drifter made a great point that this applies. You know, when we say you, this applies to a lot of Sucker Free MC has eighty thousand followers, and I would 81. argue one. Whatever. I would argue that fucking 60,000 of those, 70,000 of those aren't club guys. Um, and even out of the, the ones that really interact great on the page, I would still say a majority of those are probably free agents or people that have never been in a club that are kind of learning. So I think when we say you, you know, we're also kind of trying to give a sense of what they might be going through and they can relate to, to you or those that have left the club can relate to punk rock. But like I said, I don't give a fuck who you pick as long i mean i might judge you a little bit but <laughs> i want yeah, a little 
time. I want you to take the time. I want the readers and listeners to take the time to, I to know, make sure it's a good I fit. I know if I picked a club with that as a primary color, you would be upset with me. I think that if if you go out there and you hang out <laughs> And you ride and you're going places and things like that. And the best fit for you is for whatever reason, the iron order, then fucking do it. <laughs> but if that's your best fit, then you know what? I want you to be in that spot again, not you particularly punk rock. Cause I'll fucking murder you. But if that's the best fit for somebody, go and fucking do it. No, I think, um, you know, it's, it's been a really long time, um, since, I've started this club shit. Um, so I think I can really only speak for the guys that have left the club um, or their club was shut down recently. Um, you know, I've, I've been in that situation as well. My first club uh, was shut the fuck down by my local dominant um, because of another charter of mine uh, wasn't acting right. So they just kind of threw us all into the same pot and said, okay, cool. This whole club's fucked up then and shut us all down. Um, and then, you know, like, like, like I just said, I just recently left my club uh, about eight months ago. Um, and, it, and it does suck. And I think what a lot of people in my position would be looking for right now is really just a place to belong. Um, just but, to have a purpose. I think yeah. a, a protocol thing that you're doing, too, to, to hit on for readers or listeners or whatever that, that maybe don't know it's like you said, you know, you've been out of the game that eight months to a year. So for, for most people, the accepted protocol, not everybody, but for most people, the accepted protocol is six months to a year is what you should be away from a club when leaving and then looking at another one. Um, some 1% clubs, n nobody's business but theirs. But they say, you know, you can never go to another club, which is understandable. But again, just a protocol thing for the listeners. You're doing it right. Like, hey, six to 12 months, I've been out of the game. So I think that's important for them to know. Yeah, my club's a year before we'll even talk to you. That's good shit too, man. And I think the 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 purpose behind that is to not only distance yourself uh, in the community from that from your former club. Um, you know, they see they see them riding around, but they don't see you with them anymore. Uh, that it also, I think honestly, man, um, it's kind of uh, it atrophies your 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 knowledge and the way you move a little bit as well because i noticed uh like there's little things that i've that i've noticed that i've kind of caught myself doing recently is when i'm introducing myself to somebody i haven't taken my hat off and that's something that i always used to do when i was meeting somebody new i'd take my hat off and my sunglasses and sh to shake their hand which is protocol hey but with, that hairline, with that hairline leave your fucking hat on just take your sunglasses you're a fucking prick <laughs> and i hope die car fire <laughs> but you know, and I think that I think that's one of the reasons they want that. They want you to atrophy a little bit, so that way they can teach you the way that they move. They can teach you what they want to see. Um, but it's also it's also really helpful, uh, you know, having the level of knowledge that a lot of dudes that spent more than a year in a club would have. Um, I was I was uh, a hang around for a club around here. Um, and they knew that I was I was just hanging out. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to prospect. I just wanted to fucking hang out and chill and kind of slowly get back into it. And uh, they noticed that right off the top is just like fuck. Like this dude's moving all the right ways. Da 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 da. I fucking go to church and their sergeant arm stopped me and says, "Hey man, I need your cell phone." So hey man, it's in the bike. I don't. You know, I knew this was church. I wasn't gonna bring it in here. And he just kind of smiled, looked at his prospect. He says, "You need to fucking sit down with this guy." 
and learn a little bit. <laughs> and, but I think it's important for people to understand too. Like you, like you hit on like just because you hang around with a motorcycle club, it doesn't mean that you have to be an official hang around. There's a difference. And, and as long as you're kind of upfront with them and they're upfront with you, like that's a good relationship right there. And, and you can both learn a lot about each other without that commitment. And that's like kind of exactly what you're sharing is they knew that you already had the experience. You're already squared away. I don't know if anybody else knows what the fuck squared away means. It's listening, but we do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it didn't help that, uh, the club that I was I was hanging out with um, is a club of one of the staff members, uh, and they called ahead and said, "Oh, hey, by the way, you may or may not want to call this phone number in six weeks and just check on him and see how he's doing." You know, um, <laughs> you know that so that kind of helped along. I had I had some good reviews to go with me, but you know, I mean, it it's it's not my scene, um, and I was upfront with him about it. I said, "Hey, man, like I love riding with you guys." I love drinking and partying with you guys, but there's other stuff about your club that I don't necessarily agree with. And I don't want to bring any sort of controversy to your club. And they're like, dude, we completely respect that. I understand that. Um, you know, it's like you said, that was, that was the flaw to me that I couldn't get over and that was acceptable to them. And I mean, I still, I still get calls for, Hey man, we're meeting up at this spot. You know, why don't you fucking come down and have a couple beers? You know, so I think, I think that, that hits on a lot of not a lot, but that, more than more than a few we see in the inbox where guys like, well, I, I want to hang out with this club, but you know, I've already been partying with this club, so is it going to look wrong? And, and my answer is no. Like, if there's a club that gets mad about you being up front and saying, well, I want to just hang out with everybody right now and find out where my home might be, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, if you're out there and not not you because you you weren't, but if a, if a person is out there and they're like telling every club how much they love them and they want to be a part of it and making their intentions known, but playing the field, then you're going to get your ass kicked or you need to dot an eye at the least. But if you're just out there partying with different people, riding with different people and seeing what might be the fit for you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if a club has a negative reaction to that, you just need to cancel them out immediately because that's not the club that anybody should be a part of. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. You know what I mean? Because, fuck, man, if I would have... If the first club that you meet, you have to stick it out and fucking join them and stay with them forever, I'd probably be dead just out of fucking protocol violations and attitudes, you know? Yeah, your, your attitude does fucking suck. My attitude su fucking <laughs> blows goats for soda money, man. Hey, hey, Drifter, um... <laughs> <laughs> how did you know you found your your home? Give the listeners that. How did you know that you had fucking come home? <clears throat> well, for me, it it started with the history. You know, it's a very old club, and and I'm really into the history of it. And I kept seeing every time I do any kind of research, anytime I'd read anything about old motorcycle clubs, old racing, anything, this club's name always just popped up, and they were like these mythical unicorns, man. You know, I'd heard that they were still around, but I never saw one, and then I'm riding through North Carolina and I see a guy and, and he's, he's wearing that cut and I go up to him. He's at a Harley shop and I go up to him and I'm like some 16 year old schoolgirl who just ran into the Beatles. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, I was just fucking stupid telling him his own history. And then it just went from there. And then two years later, you know, I get prospected and I get patched in and uh, <clears throat> it's just been a hell of a ride. And that's what started it was the history but then you meet the guys you know that have the same kind of mindset and 
And I just, I, I tell you, man, I, I was blessed to find these guys and for them to find me. It, I really was. You know, your club's pretty fucking awesome, Drifter. I've had, uh, I've had the yeah, opportunity. Yeah, the only problem is with my club, and here's the thing I don't like about my club, is they accepted me. So that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, I mean, you you got a couple of brothers that, you know, they like to keep in touch with me. And that's yeah. obviously, that shows poor judgment. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll talk to them. Done, I just realized, and Drifter talking about it, we haven't done a follow up from Mama Tried, and neither one of you two were there for the accident. <laughs> <laughs> so, because the fucking zombie apocalypse happened. So, so the race was canceled. Like the bars were still open. I mean, these dudes, Drifters Club, and, and without we posted about it, but you know, these dudes were ripping it up in a parking lot that was like sealed off for construction. And they were like, "Well, fuck it, we're gonna use that gravel and those cones, and we're gonna set up a dirt track right here." And 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 old boy was running dude to dude in, in the bar the night before, like, "Hey, 9 a.m. Be there. Wait, we might still be noon. Be there." <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and setting this shit up, it was it was it was awesome. There was a guy. I just want to know who had the porta john that was motorized and was taking it all over the street. I want to yeah, shake that guy's hand. I cannot. I cannot confirm nor deny seeing that. <laughs> uh, the whole fucking world saw that. It was on Mama Tried's fucking stories on Instagram. <laughs> Did you see that he also? I don't know if you saw another version. He had a helmet cam inside the porta shitter with him. No, no, I didn't see that one. It's somewhere on Facebook. I'll have to find it. But he uploaded a, a video of him in the Porter Shooter riding it around. That's Brad. <laughs> I the, I think the two most, outside of that, the two most memorable things that I can remember from just seeing it on social media was uh, both Mark the Butcher, founder of Rusty Butcher. He went to go jump over that tabletop. And right before he hit the lip of the ramp, his back tire fucking hit a bunch of water because it had been raining. And he obviously lost a lot of momentum. And then he high-sided on the fucking, on the landing ramp and just ended up fucking falling off. But, I mean, he got up, picked his bike up, and just started laughing like a fucking champion that he is. And the last one was, I think, before he went home, was he was he was hanging out with Jeff G. Holt and his, his old lady. And he went to go take a drink out of his... Uh, of his fucking Bloody Mary, but he didn't put the spout in his mouth. It was to the side, and he just dumped Bloody Mary all over the front of him while he was recording. It happens. Yeah. Did you see the size of those Bloody Marys? Welcome to Wisconsin. Fucking right. We don't, we don't fuck around. There's a whole cow in that bitch. There oh. is. And like I, half a pig. I don't remember if it was the last bar or one of the last bars that, that we went to, and we had a couple of clubs that were all together hanging out, having a good time. Uh, and one dude in the club, uh, he's got a fake leg. <coughs> set it on the, set it next to him at the table and or at the bar, and had his drink on his upside down shoe on, on the on the bottom of his shoe. And the fuck, <laughs> the bouncer to the place comes by, does a double take, and goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then we were by the door, so everybody that came in after that, the bouncer was like, "You got to look at this," and would make them look at his leg holding the drink. <laughs> that's fucking awesome yeah mama tried was, was great and i hope y'all can make it out next year um when this zombie apocalypse is fucking over well the fucking bubonic plague shouldn't make another comeback for at least another 20 years so we should be all right yeah 
You know, are, you guys, I, coming, I, are you guys coming here uh, in October? Uh, that's what the plan was. Uh, I wanted to do some, uh, was it June or July riding, but I don't know if the country's going to be open by then. Oh, my ass is riding. Just know that. Well, I was hoping I was hoping to come ride with you in June, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to. The, the, the fucking travel might be shut down. Yeah. I know we're shut down until May, so. And right now, I don't know about you guys, but uh, gas right here is like a buck thirty nine today. Yeah, I sent you guys that picture this morning. It was a buck seventy five for premium. Yeah, life is good. Yeah, California probably dropped like, way low. It's probably like three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the, the that's gonna be the only part of this tragic doesn't like is hearing about the gas prices. Probably it pisses yeah. them off every time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> visible frustration <laughs> well anyway guys i gotta get going um i don't know if you guys are gonna talk a little bit longer but you know like i said we got some good shit coming up punk rock if you want to you know make sure you mention that shit again or you guys want to talk about more stuff but i have to get off here i've got dad responsibilities i i gotta take them out of the closet <laughs> okay. uh, make sure you well, untie them this time well we'll see if you can find your way out of the closet as well for our next episode okay oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't have all the time, folks, but when I do. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think it was a great show. Thank you all for having me on as a guest. Wait, oh, no, I'm on here all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got, some, we got some other stuff to uh, stuff to cover here, big brother man. Um, so you go be super dead, and me and Drifter will finish her up here. Well, I can't hey. wait till we get paid for this. Yeah, I'm right. Sorry, but I'm sorry, Drifter, but good luck. <laughs> all, all right, boys, take it easy. Take it easy. But yeah, man. So uh, I know you've been seeing it a lot in our uh, in our little chat that we got going on, uh, Drifter. But we're gonna have Trash One Percenter on um, sometime this week uh, to discuss just you know because he's been riding. I think he's the only guy on the planet that's been riding longer than you, Drifter. <laughs> I mean, he was. I think he was like sixteen or seventeen when dirt was invented. Yeah, he's gonna love all those drugs. You yeah, store them up and hit them all at once. He'll like. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Well, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Trash One Percenter on. Uh, we've got a couple other guests lined up for future episodes. Um, and like I said, you know, uh, in one of the one of the recordings, we're not gonna air. You know, we were we were talking about uh, how we're really appreciative of uh, of Drifter and Tragic kind of being on the front lines of this stuff. You know, um, Drifter dealing with a bunch of logistics stuff and. And tragic being a healthcare professional, um, and just doing what he does. Uh, he's he's written about it a couple times on Sucker Free, um, and just you know, just kind of giving him a, another little shout out, man. You know, he's he's not only serving his community, but you know, he's serving his brotherhood by ensuring that his community's safe as well. Yeah, he's just all around good dude. Solid he is, dude. man. He's I mean, he looks scary as fuck. He Why does. Why is he hanging around us? I don't know. I'm probably the least intimidating motherfucker that anybody's ever met. Um, but I don't know. He's pretty fucking. He's he's pretty fucking rad. I got a lot of respect for him. And our meh. But uh, and then obviously you. I got nothing but respect and admiration for you. <laughs> All right. That that's enough of this fucking. It's the boat kissy, team kiss guy. Face shit. It's the it's the it's the boat team guy shit. That's all. I got fucking pizza waiting on me. I got to get out of here. <laughs> So, hey, so like I said, we got a bunch of dope shit coming up. Uh, we're going to have Trash One Percenter later on this week. Hopefully, I'll get that up uh, next week. Um, 
Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and then do me a favor, personal favor to punk rock. Go to Facebook on Sucker Free MC. Find any of the lady of the day, which is either our good morning lady, our lunchtime lady, or tonight's bad mamma jamma that has an Instagram tag. Go to her Instagram and give her a follow. That is, uh... <laughs> you that, mean they're all the same girl? They're all the same girl for wow. this week, at least. So we have Daisy Darling, who is a wonderful person. Uh, she's a great model, and uh, I like to consider her a friend. Um, I'm trying to get her to 38,000 followers by Sunday. So do me a favor. Go to her Instagram, give her a follow, and then fucking tell them Punk Rock sent you. And that would just make my day, and I would feel very blessed uh, to have you guys do that. So once again, check us out on Sucker Free NC, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out on 4 for the Road, YouTube, Spotify, whatever the fuck you, you – uh, you stream on uh also on uh facebook and instagram and me and and are the only ones with access to our instagram so there's about to be some fuckery posted on there so i would i would make sure you check that out folks drifter you got anything to say to the folks before we take off bye now bye now all right y'all have a great one